This is an exclusive presentation from Federated Media, Unholstered. We are back. Happy New Year and welcome on in here to Unholstered. My name is Kayla Blakesley and I'm just one of your hosts. Good morning, everybody. My name is Sophia Rosales-Gatina. I am a captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department, and welcome back to Unholstered in 2024. So, I Happy know. New Year. Can you believe it? Happy New Year. <laughs> if this is your first time ever tuning in, uh, we've been here for well over two years, but if this is your first time tuning in, maybe for the new year, uh, this is your show all about local media, which is me, teaming up with local law enforcement, which obviously is Sophia, to share and tell all of the stories that don't get told about not even just law enforcement, just first responders really in general. Yeah, policing. Policing in general. And speaking of, um, I know it's past, but happy Law Enforcement Day, Sophia. Oh, uh, thanks. What was thanks. It? About a week and a half ago now, I think. Is Two it, weeks ago. That? Oh, yeah. Who knows? I, I didn't don't see know. you in person. <laughs> I, I did I did make a Facebook post. You but did. I, didn't I see did you. see it. I, I should have texted you had I been you know, pro- more proper about it. But truly to you, to every sergeant, detective, captain, what have you, I just don't think there are really enough words to express our appreciation for all of you who I always say... You guys go out every single day, put your lives on the line for communities all across the country. I mean, I'm just super thankful for everything you do for our community. Um, so for me to you publicly now in person, <laughs> thank you for everything that you do for oh, our community. It's my pleasure. I couldn't think of anything I'd want to do right now or in the last 29 years. So Does the um, Fort Wayne Police Department like do anything on law? Like, no. isn't that kind of weird? Because it's your own day. I didn't know <laughs> if there's like we don't do anything you know, blue cupcakes that someone brings no, in or something. I mean, you know, I... I don't even know if someone brought stuff in. I know we got a lot of accolades on Facebook and things like that. That'd but, be a lot of cupcakes. Uh, yeah, that would be a lot of cupcakes. Um, <laughs> Nearly but, 500 cupcakes. Yeah, 500 cupcakes. But I think it's just nice to to acknowledge the, the people doing the work. Um, I didn't even know it was Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. I try to keep up on that stuff. Um, I've just been busy with some other things going on. But um, I, it's hard for me to keep up with these days because there seems like there's a day for everything. There is. Well, the other day was like gluten-free day. I'm like, yeah. okay, we're not celebrating that one. No. It is hard to keep up with all of them. But a Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, obviously an important day. So uh, to all of our police officers out there, uh, we appreciate every single one of you. We pray for all of you. Um Absolutely. I, just, I can't imagine. So yeah. I'm glad that, that y'all are doing it and not me. Um, Sophia, on another note, something new for 2024. I mean, we learned the news kind of broke here on Unholstered that former, I'm going to say former, uh, police chief Steve Reed um, decided to retire here as kicking off 2024. And we now have a new police chief. We do. Uh, new police chief is Scott Caudill. He is a 29-year veteran on the Fort Wayne Police Department. And actually, fun fact, Scott and I went through the academy together, so I've known him his entire career. Um, And he's a good guy, so I look forward to his leadership and um, seeing what his vision is. We haven't really sat down and talked yet about what that is. But he's just been very busy with the new new appointment and everything, and he'll conti- uh, continue to have these appointments. But we will have him on. I already, like, <laughs> literally when I heard that I was going to... F- BM officially, I texted him right away. Weaseled like, your way in there. Hey, <laughs> I said, you have to come on on Holstered and we'll talk about your leadership, your vision, what you see for the Fort Wayne Police Department in the future. So he- I'm excited because I don't really know much about him. I've obviously never met him. Yeah. Um, so I am excited to hear his vision for 2024. I, you know, and almost kind of how it compares to Chief Reed's. You know, we had him on and then boom, this big bombshell yes. of he's retiring. So it, it'll be interesting to hear to hear his thoughts, especially serving on the force um, for nearly 30 years yeah. and, and you going to, like your whole policing career with him. I think I that is a great fact. I know everything about him. All could the be dirty good, secrets. Could be good or bad. Maybe we could do a whole episode <laughs> on that. Yeah. Um, 
But no, moving on today, I do want to get into a topic that, honestly, we've heard from listeners more than once now. And it just kind of get getting pushed to the side because other things were popping up. Um, but it became quite a big headline over the holidays. And that is swatting. Yeah. First and foremost, Sophia, for folks listening, maybe they've never heard of swatting. I mean, to be honest, this... This is a relatively new term for me as well. So you're going to be carrying the majority of this episode. (laughs) Um, What is swatting? So swatting basically is um, it started. It's been around for a while now. um, But basically what it is, is someone creates a fake call into 911 with a most of the time a grandiose claim like a shooting or a hostage taking a kidnapping something like that that tries to elicit a large police response but especially a SWAT response Mm. so um, over the holidays were several lawmakers throughout the country that were swatted um, and it it became very big in the headlines uh, between like Thanksgiving and the new year so um, why you know I don't know why I think people just get angry especially at lawmakers, they're such an easy target um, because they do things that we don't always agree with, we don't always um, align with, and then I think, I'm going to get them back, so let me create this fake call. So basically what happened like over the the holidays is um, they would call in the the reports of shooting, and then I've taken someone hostage, but they'd give the address of a lawmaker. And luckily, the call takers, when they ran these addresses, found that they were the lawmakers. Now, normally, those people come with their own security details, at least one or two people, um, especially the higher profile ones. Um, So they were able to make contact with them, and then they just went out and checked. Um, I think think it was uh, Senator Rick Scott in Florida. He had one. He wasn't even home. Um, I saw Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene. She made some headlines. She said, she, I think she said she had it happen like eight times. Yeah, she has over the course of the last year. I think she's been swatted several times. And then her daughters have also been swatted. Um, oh, no. Yeah, I so did her not daughter's homes have also been swatted, according to her. Um, so it just, it's become very prevalent. And I think over the holiday, I think Congressman Williams out of New York, he was swatted. Lieutenant Governor of Georgia was targeted. Uh, like you said, Georgia Rep- Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Senator Rick Scott, um, and Boston Mayor Wu uh, were also swatted all over like the Christmas holiday so, season. So let me just make sure I'm understanding this correctly. So let's say someone, and not even in the case of a lawmaker, really technically anyone could swat anyone. Yes. Right? Yes. And they have. And they have. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're, I want to get to that too. Yes. But so... Your intention is, I'm just going to use you and I as an example, okay? I call 911. I say, Sophia at such and such address has taken a hostage. She's got a gun. And and the idea here is to have this full police presence at your home. Yes. This full SWAT call out at your home. Yes. Why? Just to create havoc? I mean, Because yes. clearly police is going to, they're going to get there. Y'all are going to get there and realize, okay, this is a, this is a big nothing burger. Well, uh, yes and no. Okay. <laughs> So there have been instances where it has not turned out well for the homeowner. Like in Wichita, Kansas in 2017, officers actually shot and killed a homeowner. No. um, That was a a swatting incident. Yes. Yes. Um, It was basically the caller had originally called in saying there was someone that had taken someone hostage. He had shot someone, taken someone hostage, I believe. And so police initially responded, well, if you're responding and as the police, people are uncooperative or they're just doing things that they not following direction or or making, you know, 
furtive movements, those kinds of things. It can end up very bad because you have you're on there unlimited information. Um, but anyway, he was shot and killed <clears throat> by officers. And there was actually someone that was charged and arrested, uh, Tyler Burris out of California. He pled guilty to 51 charges. Whoa. Um, stemming from that hoax call. Um, but it, great. But the man's still dead. Yeah. Um, and, and the man didn't actually do anything. And he didn't do anything. That no. he was. So, okay. No. I got so many questions now. Okay. First and foremost, let's say you're a victim of swatting. Let's say you're Marjorie Taylor Greene or or just <clears throat> Joe Schmo down the street. What do you do? All of a sudden, SWAT is showing up at your house. Follow directions. Whatever the officers are telling you to do, just do it. If they're asking you to exit the house with your hands up, just 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 do it. Um, if you if you have a question, you know that well, these police are outside. Just call nine one one and like, what's going on? I'm out in my house. There's a bunch of cops outside. They'll probably tell you. And sir, you need to just exit the home with your hands up and just do that. So just, dispatch will know that if, if in that situation and you call nine one one and you say that they will be able to. Yeah, because they know, know where we're at. They know what's going on. They know the call that has come in. They probably took the call, the hoax call. And now I've got the person on the line saying, I don't know what's going on. People are outside my house. And they will have you exit your house. And you know what will allow you to have your cell phone in your hand. Um, just put your cell phone up to your ear. You can raise your other hand and just tell them, hey, I'm on the cell phone. I'm going to bring that out because I don't know what's going on. And we've done that plenty of times with like uh, hostage, negotiation, hostage negotiation situations. We'll allow someone to keep a cell phone in their hand. Oh, wow. I wouldn't even want to bring that out. I'd be like, I don't want you to think it's a gun. Yeah. I mean, I, and I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. That's just me. But some people are more comfortable with that cell phone in their hand. And that's OK. Yeah. As long as they're coming outside and they're just obeying the directions. That we'll get it sorted out. We really will. And but, you know, we're operating on limited information. And sometimes this is all we have when we have these kind of calls, too. So. Um, we, you just never know. So just follow the direction of any officer that's giving you lawful orders. And at that point, for us, it is a lawful order because we don't know what's going on. We just want to figure out what's going on and we will get you up and going and back to your safety and we'll write reports. And we may even start investigating these if we start seeing these. We have had these in the past here in Fort Wayne. Well, that's going to be one of my questions. Yeah. Does this happen a lot here in our neck of the woods? I wouldn't say a lot, but it does happen. Is it normally to high profile people or is it to no. like a retribution kind of thing? It is that. Usually yeah. it's someone mad at someone else. So I'm going to call and say this. Um, we used to have someone who wasn't mentally well that would um, had a real fascination with police officers that would make these calls a lot. There's a shooting here. There's a shooting there. Hmm. And and then you know, you'd elicit that police response. Well, they just like to see all the lights and sirens coming. Um, and, Interesting. You know, but it could it can cause a bunch of issues because we're running lights and sirens needlessly. And accidents can happen and things like that, traffic accidents and things like that. So I think the next um, big question here is for the person who's calling in this fake call that leads to a swatting incident. I mean, what happens to them? Are, th are there charges for doing this? There can be, um, depending on what they're saying, what's going on, if something happened during that incident. So there can be several charges that can be brought about. You know, abuse of 911 is one of them. Um, that is actually a law for people who call 911 and make fake calls. False reporting is another one you could get charged with. Um, these are all like misdemeanors, though. Um, and I feel like it should be more severe than that. <laughs> and it is. And some states are starting to take this more seriously because they're seeing that increase. So Georgia and Virginia just increased those charges to felonies for um, hoax calls like that. Um, and other states are looking to follow suit. So it's potential has potential to be a felony in, in states. They're, they're like literally they're on the docket for votes. 
Oh, wow. Um, what about Indiana? States. Do you know where we're at? I don't know where we're yeah. at on that. I'll have to find that out because now I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Do we know with any of these high profile lawmakers, specifically over the holidays, did any of them end in some form of violence or injury? Or do we know if anything no, like that occurred? No, nothing like that. Um, I think most of most of these were high profile enough that they, if they did not have security, that they could have made a quick phone call and said everything was fine, but they still send officers just to check. Yeah. Those were okay. The less profile ones, um, some of them weren't home. Um, I think in another one, they were making Christmas cookies, and then they just gave all the officers the Christmas cookies when they left <laughs> um, after everything was kind of walked through and stuff. But they, but they knew these. They were high profile enough. These addresses came back as you know representative yeah. housing, so they were able to make phone calls and find out what was going on. What do you think? Should it be a felony charge? <clears throat> I mean, if you're like full on calling out and the full SWAT is showing up, you've been accused of shooting someone or taking somebody hostage and you've got this full police force showing up at your front door. Do, do you think it should be a felony? Um, I th- I think the way we do it here, um, we would not show up on a full SWAT call out for just an initial call like that. We'd have to have more information to know an actual crime has occurred. So when we have had these SWATing incidents, we have... We've gone out, we've assessed the situation with our first-line road officers and our first-line supervisors. They do a really good job of assessing that. And and mind you, all of our teams are officers. So our SWAT teams are officers on the street. So they can assess, they can figure out what's going on, uh, couple that with negotiators that are also working the street, uh, ASU working the street. So we have all these people who are frontline officers, but can assess situations. They're really good at making those determinations about does this need to go to a full call out. We have not had a swatting incident that has done that. Oh. So we've taken care of everything on the on the front line with the front line officers. So I. So what I'm hearing you say uh, is maybe case by case. Case by case, it would depend on what was said, what they're claiming, what we can find out. I think what we have now is accurate. Um, not accurate, but appropriate. Yeah. Um, in terms of being misdemeanors for false reporting and stuff like that. But you know, they're also that, and then it also takes time to do because they use these apps for to spoof numbers and stuff. So they're not really calling from the front, their own phone number. They're calling from a spoofed number from the. So web. it's a lot to track down the. It would the be hoax yeah. Not to then. say we can't do it because we certainly can. There's, but it would take a lot of time. And are we going to do that for a misdemeanor? But maybe not. It would depend on the severity of the issue. Obviously, if it turned into some kind of police action shooting or a police use of force, then yeah, well, maybe we probably ought to or dig deeper Or a car crash maybe on the way there, yeah, or a pedestrian yeah. hit or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, it would be a case-by-case basis. What kind of penalties associated with, let's let's say you are charged with um, abuse of 911. You say it's a misdemeanor. What, what are yeah. we talking about So here? that's less than a year in jail, possibly less than a year in jail. Anything more than that would be a felony. Um, and then a fine. So what if it was then considered to be a felony? Um, it, it, depending on the level of felony, it'd be anything over a year. Over a year, then it, yeah. okay, that's how that works. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's 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 very dangerous, and I can I can track this back to like I think I found like the first incidents was in two thousand and nine. Okay, good. I was going to ask this, like, how did this even <laughs> come to fruition and become a thing? So when I looked back, um, the earliest one I could find was in 2009 when a 19-year-old hacker, computer hacker, um, he he um, apparently was talking to some woman and asked her to have phone sex, and she refused. 
So he made a call into police claiming that um, there was a shooting or kidnapping at her at her place and that she was involved in somehow some way. So police got there, um, found out it was a hoax. But um, they ended up charging him with like several charges and he ended up serving 11 years. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Because he had hacked into her computer stuff and it was just a. It was a big so he had a ordeal. Slew of, yeah, he had a slew of charges, but and it got him eleven years. So, so, do we know? I mean, was the actual SWAT team called out in that two thousand and nine scenario? They called it a SWATing incident. Okay. So I'm assuming that's where the term so, was born. Probably, then. yeah. Um, and then there was some issue. There was another incident. I think where it got, you know, traction was on another incident. So it was a few years later. I think in 2013, where a gamer was playing a game and another gamer mm-hmm. had called a hoax in on him. A police actually busted in the door and kind of raided his house or, you know, went into his house. But it was all live streamed because he was gaming. gaming. Um, so that went viral. And I think that's where it started catching on. Well, OK, so another question then that leads me to do you think this increase of swatting that we're seeing really over the past couple of years, like I said, it kind of just is relatively new to me, but it does seem to keep popping up. Is a lot of that due to social media because to some degree it, oh, it becomes trendy. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, easy to do with technology that's at your fingertips for the spoofing numbers and things like that. I mean, look, we just um was just recently where we had those multiple bomb threats mm-hmm. in the schools. Yeah, I mean, le- technically that ago. could be a swatting incident. You're trying to elicit a police response, you know, to to something like that. Um, when that went overall, I think, through the whole state of Indiana to the school system. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it was 70 different schools. Yeah, yeah. So technically, I would consider that kind of a swatting incident. You're trying to elicit a police response to something like that. Um, so I think that person, they'll do a deep dive into that one, though, because that was such a headache all around the state. So yeah, and it I'm, wasn't just one individual home. Yeah, was... so I'm pretty sure they're probably going to do a deep dive on that and they'll end up with Ooh, somebody. Oh, keep us updated on that one. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you foresee... I mean, looking at the calendar here, we are less than a week away from the Iowa caucuses. I mean, this election year is just getting just getting started. Do you foresee swatting? I mean, it happening and occurring more as this election year progresses. I mean, I just I'm looking here over your holiday rap sheet that you, you brought up for us with all of these high profile lawmakers. And I'm like. Wow, that was over the holidays. You think people were even the criminals, the bad guys yeah, would be with their families <laughs> and taking a break. But so do you, I don't know, in your professional opinion, do you do you see this increasing? Sadly, yes. Um I just think we've become so divisive and you know, no one can disagree with us um unless, you know, I just don't like the way the way this country's been heading and that's our own fault. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're allowing people to divide us and instead of you know, just taking it on a case by case and judging people by who they are, not by their politics or what they believe technically, as long as it's not hurting anyone, you know, it's not criminal in nature, things like that. I mean, you're free to believe what you want. That's where we live in America. And I think sometimes we get away from that and we become just, and I think social media is a huge problem Mm -hmm. because people just say the most worst things on there that you'd never say in public to someone. Um, and I, and I just think it just creates this. I'm just like, everyone has a comment now mm. about everything. You know how many times I scroll by stuff? I'm like, God, I could comment on that, but I'm not going to. Well, and how how empowering is that? I always say that to people. To, to I get I get critics all the time, but I'm like, do you know how awesome it is just to keep scrolling instead of yeah. saying something unkind or egregious? Like, it's yeah. empowering to keep scrolling. I, I also always say people need to learn how to be okay 
with not being okay with other people's opinions. Like, yeah. it's okay if I don't agree with you, Sophia, and I need yeah. to learn to be okay with that, and vice versa. Like, people need to learn to be okay. Yeah. I'm still a nice person. You're still a good person yeah. if we don't agree Agreed. on some It's thing. a lost art. Yeah, and it, I think, you know, as, as people just get more and more angry about more and more things um, that they see or perceived injustices that they that they have about things. I think this will probably just continue. Yeah, pick up the phone, make it an. I just that yeah. that would never even cross my mind. Have you yourself ever been part of one of these callouts for a swatting incident in your last you know twenty nine? I have not years no. with the force. No, it just kind of came to us a few years ago. We haven't had, we haven't. I don't even remember it back in two thousand nine anywhere. I think we probably started seeing this. Maybe in 2019. Okay, so it's not like been that. around so too, been too, too long. long. No wonder it's just popping up on my radar. Yeah, and it's not like it's pervasive in our community or anything like that. Okay, so Sophia, just to kind of sum this all up, you know, really just put a nice bow on it for us. What, at the end of the day, are the true dangers of swatting? Several. Um, first and foremost, it's just safety. Safety for the public, safety for the officer. So like we talked before, you know, there's people that have lost their lives over incidents like this. So it's it's not really truly a safe thing. Officers are on guard all the time. You know, we'd like to think we're always, you know, attuned to the goings on that are around us and the information that we have. But again, if people aren't compliant in the instructions and they start making furtive movements, we don't know what's we don't know that this is a fake call. I mean, we're only going on limited information, which is what we normally usually have, yeah. you know, on any run. So it's there's, it's tough enough. And I think sometimes, you know, people I think sometimes people do this to actually draw police to see if they'll, you know, respond like this. Yeah. My, just my, to prove a point. My other right? concern with this, too, speak, speaking of drawing police is just that we've talked a lot about police ambushes being up. And what a great way oh. to ambush a whole group. Yeah. Of law enforcement officers. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that. We've seen ambushes really occur like in, in domestic situations where, hey, we've, I've shot my wife and, and things like that. So they draw officers in and then boom, mm-hmm. you know, you just pull up in your car and you're automatically, you know, fired upon. Have we seen a scenario of swat- swatting being used for that? Mm-hmm. We haven't seen swatting. We've actually had domestic situations where officers have been called to and then things have gone bad the bush, from there. Yeah. Um, or attempted ambushes. I think we were on top of that one, thankfully, um, for one of those instances. Uh, but, you know, again, it's like even getting there, you know, if it's a lights and sirens call, there's traffic accidents that can happen. There's, uh, there's, you know, secondary accidents because someone stopped too suddenly. Now someone rammed into the back mm-hmm. of them. You know, so there's lots of things that can happen that create real dangers for the community and the officer when these swatting incidences happen. So that would be my first and foremost. Secondly, um, I would think that the police resources, the amount of resources that we use, I mean, diverting people to a, because these would be priority one calls, diverting people to that and and creating this, this ever, where everyone's at the scene, well, now it's going to take me a little bit longer to get to this other scene that actually may be a crime and, and also a priority one. And now I've got to, everyone's over here doing this. Now everyone got it has to divert or someone else has to divert over here. So it just make take a longer response time. And if it's me on the other end of that response time, I mean, I want them there quicker rather than later. Yeah, you and me both. Um, so it's just, it's one of those things where police resources, plus the amount of money. I mean, if you're actually calling out a SWAT team, a negotiations team, the drone unit, all that stuff that we do do together on calls like this of hostage situations, things like that. And that's an enormous amount of money, 
you're having to pay because, you know, you have to pay a call out pay. You have to pay, you know, the, the actual time that they're there plus, um, you know, what we call a call out uh, additional fee huh. just to be on call. So this it could be a lot of money being called out. And then how long are you there? Are you there trying to make contact? You can't make contact. No one's answering a phone. You know, so or in this case, like in one of these um, legislatures, he wasn't even home. So now you got to set up around this house. You don't you're oh trying gosh. to make contact. There's nobody there to make contact with. But we don't know that. We don't know no one's home. So think about your tax dollars before you place yeah. a swatting call. I mean, you're there's not gonna lots care about... of things yeah. that that kind of go along with this. And we don't ever think about those little nuances. But it's something I think about is, you know, someone in the upper command that has to make those determinations like, yeah, this is a call out. No, it's not a call out. Or and then you always in the back of your mind, you're like thinking of tax dollars of overtime. Yeah, because you're, yeah, you're thinking safety, resources, money. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, that goes, a into lot that goes like on that. to the decision making. Not that I would ever not call something out because of overtime. I wouldn't do that. But you really have to assess the situation. Yeah. But in the back of my mind, I'm still thinking, man, this is a lot of overtime. There's a lot of, over, you know, because it's just the, You're thinking, cha-ching, cha-ching. It's the nature and it's the reality of policing. Yeah. Yeah. And no one likes to see, you know, so when you see these big tags on some of these officers at the end of the year, because we just finished at the end of the year, you always put out the, the scale of who made what in the city. And mm-hmm. people go in there, oh, my God, you cops make so much money. I'm like, I would like to see how many hours are associated with that yeah. pay. And what they I were mean, called out when for. You, when you're looking at the high dollar amount that an officer has at the end of the year, because it's public information, what we make, you're looking at that number and you're looking I'm like, my God, they're not underpaid. How many hours did it take that officer to work to reach that level? Mm-hmm. Because these call out teams are like a lot of work. Drone use is a lot of work. SWAT's a lot of work. Negotiations is a lot of work. Fatal call-outs a lot of work. You know, they're doing things and they do these on their, when they get paid overtime, it's on their, because they're on their off time. Right. So now they've taken away from their family, they've taken away from special events, they've taken away from vacations or whatever to serve this community. So you always got to be aware that, you know, when you're looking at that back number, like, oh, wow, they're not underpaid. Well, how many hours does it take to get there? I wish they printed that, too, with with the amount that we make. And if that's your family, if that's your situation, you best bet you want them there. Yeah, you do, because they're highly trained. They're good officers. We do a really good job here. Um, And I'm proud of I'm proud of my department. I'm proud of what they do. And, you know, we've had these incidences. We were easily uh, able to recognize what they were and no incidents occurred further with it. And we just cleared the scene. But, you know, bad things can happen, though. What a fascinating topic. Swatting. Who knew? That's how we kick (laughs) off 2024. Don't forget, coming up here on Unholstered, we are going to talk with the new police chief. And in the meantime, if you've missed any previous episodes of Unholstered, Sophie and I, we get into everything. You can download, you can hear them all. Anywhere you download a podcast, just search for Unholstered. Your town, your team, your topics. This is Unholstered. Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search Unholstered. Podcasts by Federated Media.